So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Podcast listeners, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I'm your sick host, Ben Hartley, because I've got a cold today. I've got a cold, but you know what? The show must go on. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, look, if you are new to the Six Figure Photography Podcast, the whole purpose of this thing is to help you grow your business. Now, I'm out in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we are a wedding photography studio. We, uh, we've got a number of photographers here, um, and we absolutely love what we do, but even more so love seeing other photographers just win, like absolutely win. And today's guest, uh, she's going to help you do that all the same as well. I can't wait to tell you about her in just a moment. I want to I want to let you guys know uh today's episode is sponsored by well, it's actually kind of sponsored by by me in a way. I'm giving away a brand new Fuji X-T3. Now, if you've had your ear to the pavement, you've seen mirrorless camera announcements everywhere. Like everyone's announced them. Uh, uh Canon's announced the new one. Uh, what is it? I oh, mean, I just forgot what it was. Uh the Nikon's was a Z7, Z6, Panasonic's got one, and of course Fuji. Now, if you've paid attention to me, you know that I love my Fuji and they've got the brand new X-T3. I bought an extra one. I promise you, I'm like I'm I have have the box in my hand right now. I bought a brand new Fuji X-T3 and I'm giving one away uh, to one of you, right? And so it's super easy to enter. Head to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash giveaway. The instructions are right there on how to go about doing that. Sixfigurephotography.com forward slash giveaway. And I got to tell you guys, I've shot, you know, man, I've shot the last probably five weddings on the X-T3 and it is so good. It is so good. The focus tracking is insane. It's amazing. The technology that we have, the day and age that we live in as photographers is really exciting. Anyhow, I digress, you guys. Go check that out. Sixfigurephotography.com forward slash giveaway. Look, we need to hop over. We need to talk to Sandra over here. We got Sandra Cohen today. She has been a photographer for 18 years. One of the most successful studio portrait uh, photographers in Seattle. And get this, you guys. She's doing studio portraiture, right, for families, babies. 
on film. This is so fun. You need to make sure, like I, we'll talk about this later, the plug, but you need to make sure you follow her on Instagram. She's always doing really exciting stuff, testing out new films. Uh, she is uh, uh, one of the co-owners of the Lady Boss Workshops with Elaine S. Blair, um, focused on teaching primarily female photographers how to run profitable, sustainable businesses. You guys... Sandra Cohn. Sandra, how are you doing today? Are you sick too or is it just I'm me? I'm not. It's just you. I'm so sorry, my friend. Yes. No, I'm feeling actually really great. It's beautiful here in Seattle. Like we're getting this rare fall, sunny, warm weather and everything is good in my world. I love it. I love it. So here in Ohio, we, it was it was so odd. It has been like 90, like literally up until like last Whoa. week, we've been in the 80s, 90s. And then it just dropped. And maybe that's why I'm sick. That's maybe it's just why like, you're sick. Yeah. Oh, my word. Uh, absolutely nuts. Look, so I love what you are up to, Sandra. I love that you're you're kind of this like I don't wanna I don't wanna put a, a pin on what you are, but you're like this enigma. Like you're <laughs> <laughs> like you're doing so many different things. Like like studio portraiture, which is, is a little bit more rare these days for like families, yeah. you know, and then on top of it, you're shooting film. Like, I don't know how, like, what did this career look like for you and how did you end up here? Because I imagine you were probably at a number of locations and ideas and things along the way. Can you take us along that journey? Yeah. I mean, I kind of have a, a funny story in that I became a photographer by accident. And what happened, so my story was, I um, was a teacher. I'm a trained you know, professional teacher, and I was teaching kindergarten, and I'd put myself through school and put myself through graduate school. And in my first year or two teaching, I was really struggling financially. You know, that's a whole nother story about how we don't pay our teachers, but I was in a really rough place. I was, you know, on food stamps. I was single at the time. I was just not making enough money in my teaching career to get by. Um, but I'd always kind of done this photography thing just for fun, right? On the side, never thought of it as like a sustainable career. But um, one of my good friends uh, had just got married, was pregnant with her first baby. And so for fun, I was like, oh, you know, it was the 90s, right? So I was like, we should totally do one of those like Demi Moore maternity kind of inspired photos. Remember that, that like totally like changed everything when, uh, any of the boys did that photo. So I was like, Ginger, we should totally do, you know, one of those pictures for you. And so we did, and it was beautiful and she loved it. And she was the one, she was like, you know, I love this photo. And you know, back then maternity photography wasn't a thing. And she was like, you should put this out there. I bet other people would want photos like this. And, um, and then you can, you know, supplement your income. And so I was like, ah, huh, that's actually a really good idea. And so I took one of her photos and I turned it into this little postcard. It was kind of adorable, actually, because remember, this was before social media and before everybody had websites. Like, I'm making myself sound a thousand years old. But um, so I made this, this little postcard out of her picture with, you know, my name and my information on it. And I put it all over Seattle and I started getting clients. And within... About six months of that, I went to part-time teaching. And within about three years of that, I quit my teaching career and launched Sandra Cone Photography full-time. So that's kind of my, you know, my story, how I got started. And so when I got started, I was a maternity photographer. There wasn't a lot of us 
back then. Um, so it was kind of a good time for me to be launching this as a business. And then maternity photography led to newborn photography, right? And yeah. so I started doing that. But this is where my story gets crazy. Um, I was building this maternity and this newborn family clientele while I was still teaching, right? And then when I quit my teaching job and launched myself as a full-time photographer, for some reason, I launched myself as a wedding photographer, (laughs) 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 which is like ridiculous because at that point I had literally never shot a wedding. Like the only wedding that I had been to by then was my own wedding. So what was I mean, your what was your thought process there? Was <laughs> like I'm just you had I mean there wasn't like an accident. It wasn't like oh I clicked the wrong button and now no, I'm wedding. Like, I know you know, and I actually I love telling this story because I think I made the mistake that so many photographers make when they got started, and this is what I did. I was looking around at other photographers. I was meeting other people in the industry at that point, and I was seeing what other people were doing, and you know, especially people who were successful, right? Because I I wanted to be successful. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this full time, I need to make a certain amount of money. And um, at that time, every other, every person, every other photographer I met who was really, you know, running a, a business and making money was a wedding photographer. So I got it in my brain that if I was going to make money doing this and I was going to be successful, I just naturally had to be a wedding photographer right? Which is, of course, absurd, because I'd spent three years building this clientele and this business as a portrait photographer. But I decided that I was going to be a wedding photographer. And what's really funny about it, it's actually a little embarrassing, is not only did I decide I was going to be a wedding photographer, I decided I was going to be a photojournalist, like journalistic style wedding photographer. Where meanwhile, you were doing very like studio work, (laughs) very directed, like... Actually, the kind of photographer who will like touch people's faces and like move their chins, like like so like the opposite of photojournalism. But again, that's what was on trend, and so I thought that's what I had to do. Wow! So right. So how'd that go over? Yeah, not well. <laughs> so I did that for about four years, and what happened during that four years is that I grew to hate photography. Because I was doing something I didn't love. I was doing something because I thought that this is what I should do. And, you know, that's, you can't, you can't do that. It's not sustainable. And so at that point, let's see, around 2006, I had my twins, which as you know, being the father of twins. Yay, fellow twinner. I know, fellow twinner. But, you know, that's kind of an intense year. That first year. There's yeah. some listeners, baby. by the way, my wife and I, we have twin boys uh, just over a year. So I'm relating here. So yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Sandra. It's a lot. So so I was at this point where I like, I hated my job. I hated even just, just the thought of picking up my camera made me sick to my stomach. I, you know, I had these two babies at home and then suddenly I was having to leave them, you know, every weekend and, you know, shooting weddings. And I was just like, I can't anymore can't do this. And it was at that point that I just decided, I I made a choice. I was like, okay, either I'm just going to quit photography in general, or I'm going to go back to my first love, which is portrait work and just do that a hundred percent, just dive into it. And so I decided to do that. And I got into the studio that I'm actually still in um, so that was like 13 years ago. And, wow. um, yeah. Has rent gone up? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first question that came to mind. <laughs> Things have changed in Seattle over the time. But um, yeah. And so I just cold turkey, just quit wedding weddings. I just, I pulled all my advertising. I took down the website. I did everything. Relaunched as a portrait photographer in 2007, just in time for the recession to hit. So that was great. Um, but, you know, started there and, and built my portrait photography from there my portrait photography business from there. Um, and so that was a really long answer to your question. This is great but- though. This is actually <laughs> like, I've heard, you know, you've, you've kind of got a, a thing going here where there's, there's three things that you believe are important for building mm-hmm. a six figure studio. And this is like, it's the first one we should outline this. So it's like the first thing is this, uh, you've got to know what you do, yeah. right? That was what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, what are the other two then? Yeah. So I, I believe, and I actually know that to be a six figure photographer, to, to build a business that you love and that is profitable, you, there are three things, right? Like you said, so you absolutely have to know what you do. And I kind of touched on that. I can go into that more detail later. Um, you have to know who your people are. This is a huge piece, you know? Um, and by that, you know, we, you can talk about ideal client and that kind of stuff, but I think it's even more than that. It's like really knowing who is your client um, what do they want from you? What are you providing? You know, how can you communicate to them? Which I guess is the third part. So what do you do? Who are your people? And then how do you adequately communicate what you do to your people? And that's the marketing piece. And all of those really work together. And when you're in your stride and you're, you've got that figured out, that's where the magic happens. And for me, um, that's when I figured those things out. And that was a struggle between like, 2007, 2009, right? I had baby twins, uh, the recession had hit, you know, all this stuff. But during those years, that's when I was figuring that out. And I like to tell that story and point out what the personal hardships that were going on in my life at that time, because it just, to me, it proved the power of those three things. You know, yes, hard things happen. Yes, you sometimes have to be a parent full-time and a business owner full time. Yes, the economy could suck or whatever. But if you're really good at knowing those those things and really good at your messaging, you can still grow and build a profitable business and a really successful business. So so how do you know what to do? Like I think there's a lot of people who are listening who are like, gee, like I don't know, Ben, I don't know, Sandra. Like, should I yeah. be like what if I like like unlike you, what if I like weddings and I like like babies, you know, um, what do you say to that person? Then I say, shoot weddings and babies, you know, (laughs) this is what, this is what I mean by that. So when I say, okay, what it is, what is it that you do? There's a couple different ways you can take that. You know, of course the, the easy answer is always like, well, I'm a photographer. I take pictures. And I was like, no, that's not what you do. You know, we all have this certain calling. You know, I always say to people, you know, we are a planet of, you know, what, over like 7 billion people, not two people on the planet, see the exact same thing, the exact same way. That's amazing. And so when you think about that from the point of view of an artist, then you like that, how you see what you're drawn to, what your passion is, that's what I'm talking about. That's the piece, the what do you do? So yeah, you can, you can be a wedding photographer, but I want you to go deeper than that. It's not that you're just a wedding photographer. What is your take on weddings? Why do you do it? What is your point of view? You know, I'm an, I'm a newborn and portrait photographer. My work does not look like other newborn and portrait photographers because 
I know what my eye is, what my vision is and what I do. And that might not be the same as what other people do. And what I've learned is to be okay with that. You know, when I, when I work with, with clients, I I do mentoring. And when I'm teaching people these concepts, um, I, you know, one thing I always say is, is, you know, figuring out what it is that you do and then being brave enough to do that because it's really scary. You know, it's easier to look around and see what's on trend or what other people are doing and try to do that. But that's not where the magic is. Does that make sense? Totally does. Yeah, Yeah, totally does. I think the bravery part's huge. Let me ask you this. Uh, how, how does like the whole shooting on film thing fit into, you know, what you do? Cause you kind of, you didn't really talk about that much in your process. It was weddings and it was, you know, has, has it always just been film? Have you ever gone to digital and messed oh, yeah. with that? I did. And then discovered it wasn't right or yeah. what, what was that process? I did. So I did about the time that I switched to weddings is the same time I switched to digital because digital photography was, you know, a thing. And I actually remember sitting in this, this conference and listening to the speaker talk about how, you know, the whole film is dead thing, you know, like you have to learn digital. This is the way the industry is going. So again, I bought into this, well, this is what I should do. This is where the trend is going. So yeah, I sold all my film equipment and I got digital equipment and I gave it my all. I did, I shot digitally for like five years and you know, the whole time it was like the whole process of it changed for me about how I interacted with my clients, how much time I was spending on the computer um, and post-production, um, even just the trying to get my images to look the way I wanted them to. And I finally just came to this point. I kind of like, I guess maybe I had like a little breakdown, like when the twins were little, where I was like, this is dumb. Like, I'm not shooting weddings anymore. I'm not doing what other people want me to do anymore. I'm not going to shoot with my digital camera anymore. I'm going to focus on what it is that I want to do, what I love to do, the way I love to do it. And during that process, that's when I was like, okay, well, that for me means coming back to film. And if it for it's 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 just an easier process for me. I like that I can't look at the back of my camera. I feel really focused on my clients. I like that I slow down. You know, I'll take three rolls of 120 film during a family session and there's only 16 frames on each roll. So, it's a slow it's a slow process. You know, you have to change it out. Um but I I really like that slowness. I like that it changes the energy in the room for me. Um I like the look of it. And so, yeah, coming back to that was really, again, just a piece of figuring out what it is that I do and what's, what's, what do I want to focus on and what's my artistic point of view. And then again, being brave enough to do it. Because when I did come back to film, I know film's making a huge resurgence right now, which I'm really excited about. Um, But when I made the choice to come back to film, that wasn't the case. And it was actually even just hard to find it and, you know, hard to find where to process it. You know, there was, there's like a handful of good labs. And, um, so that has been, that's totally been part of my, my process. And honestly, it's something my clients ask me all the time, you know, why are you doing this? <laughs> I guess it's harder. <laughs> why are you the way that you are, Sandra? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is kind of crazy, but, um, it makes me happy. I like it. I love, I like the, the way it looks and I like the process of it. And guess what? I don't do any post-production on my images. Yeah. What are some of the challenges then? Well, it's slow, right? 
like I was just saying, all the things that to me are benefits are also challenges. It's slow. You can't see what you're doing. You know, I, I use studio lighting. So that's, you know, also really big. Like I have to really trust my equipment and know how to meter and, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, it's, ex- you know, it's expensive. A roll of film is about $7 a roll. And then there's processing. And it's where I, the lab I go to, it's between 19 and $20 a roll to process and scan it. So you have to build that all of that. You know, I build all that into my pricing. But um, yeah, you know, there are definitely pros and cons. But for me and my workflow, the pros outweigh the cons. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So then let's let's rewind. So okay. when you started weddings, mm-hmm. you took out a well actually no, this is if I'm if I'm correct, when you very first started into the industry doing maternity and newborns, you made your poster, right? Then yeah. when you went to weddings, uh you know, how did you get clients then? Be brief here. Um, we don't need to talk too much about this because weddings. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did the things that we all did. I had a what you know. I got a website and I went to the wedding shows and I networked and I met wedding coordinators, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Cool. And Yeah. So then, when you switched back, mm-hmm. you know, when you're like, okay, because now it's recession hit. Uh, yeah. You you kind of threw in the towel of, of sorts. You know, you threw your fit. You had the kiss. <laughs> it's like yeah, so, I like so, had my breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure a lot of people relate to. I think there's a lot of people who are like, I am in that breakdown right now. (laughs) (laughs) I am done. This is my last ditch effort. I'm driving, I'm driving somewhere and listening to this damn podcast and I'm about over it all. Yeah. Um, So, so then what did you do when you decided to go back into it all? Like, how did you get that ball rolling again? I sat down and actively started learning about business. So, that was a big change for me. So I think a lot of us go into photography because we're artists and we're really good at our art. That's what happened with me. But rarely do do artists sit down and actually study and learn what it means to run a business. And I think that's where a lot of the problems happen. And so I started learning about business and I actually went outside the industry and I learned from actual, you know, business people who taught business to everybody, not just for photographers. And I learned about marketing and I learned about, you know, back in the day, we were all just building our websites then, but I, I studied, you know, SEO and I worked really hard making sure that I was, I was marketing myself in a way that worked. So I kept, I, I really watched, you know, where my clients were coming from, how they were hearing about me, what was working, what was not working, um, and kind of studied it, honestly. And turns out, are you ready for this? When you know how to market and you do it effectively, it works. What? (laughs) (laughs) It does. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how, that's how I did it. So that's awesome. Yeah. And is that where then it really became important to understand your like, uh, your number two on your list of just like know who your people are. Yes. Is that when that became really evident that's, to you? That's when I learned that. I think before then, if you would have asked me, okay, well, who are your people? I would have been like, oh, you know, women, you know, or anybody who's pregnant, which isn't true. 
I mean, there are pregnant women who would look at my studio work and be like, Oh no, I don't want that. I want to be outside. I want to be in a mountain, you know, like not all women are my clients, obviously not all pregnant people are my clients. Not everyone with a baby is my client. And so, yeah, I really, I mean, that was a concept when I first learned it that kind of blew me away. And at first I started thinking like, this is kind of cheesy. Like I remember doing this exercise on creating your ideal customer avatar where you write down, you know, this is my person and this is what they like and this is what their interests. And I was like, this feels like journaling. Like, how can this possibly be helpful? Um, but then I realized like, no, this is actually a really powerful stuff. And the more I got into that and the more I started really paying attention to who my clients were, like not only the, the people I was creating in my avatars, but the people who were actually coming into my studio and took the time and I was sitting and I was studying them and I was really getting to know who they were. Um, what was fascinating is I realized that there were so many similarities like that's where you start to see it. So instead of just thinking, well, these are all just women who are pregnant, like, no, like my people are professional women. They're women who are in their late thirties, early forties. They're women who put off having children and really focused on their careers for a really long time. My women, my people oftentimes are people who have struggled with infertility and getting pregnant. Um, and I wasn't making this up. Like I was talking to people and it was like over and over and over and over again, hearing these people's stories and knowing those people's stories, not only was it really profound for me, just connecting to my clients, but then I started being able to see like, Oh, how, what I do can help them. How, what I do, uh, solves problems for them and heals a part of them, you know? And, and, and putting those messages into my marketing, which I think is really important. You know, marketing, I think is misunderstood and people think of it as salesy and gross, but marketing when it's done right, I feel like is like an act of love. It's, you know, like, right. Like it's showing people um, who need what you do, that you're there for them and you can provide something for them. I can't tell you how many women have come into my studio and told me their stories and we've cried together and they get their images back and they are just so moved. Like I'll, I'll never forget. I had this one woman, this one time who we were doing newborn photos and in the middle of the session, she just started crying and she told me her whole story of how hard it was for her to get pregnant and how during this time she watched friend after friend after friend, you know, get pregnant, have babies posting all these pictures. And she looked at me and she's like, this is my turn. I never thought I would get this. Like I get choked up telling the story. She's like, I never thought I would have this. And this is my turn. This is my picture. And you know, like that's really powerful. It's really powerful stuff. It's more than just a picture. Um, and that's the power of knowing who your people are and being able to speak to them. What are some of the things that you try to be cognizant of when considering who your people are? Um, I think when I'm thinking of who my people are, I am always thinking about how I can serve them. So, you know, I'm a photographer. Okay. Sometimes that feels like kind of a silly, fluffy job. I think it's a really important job. And so I try to get to know my people so that I can find ways that I can serve them and really provide something of value to them. 
It's more than a picture. Yeah. So when considering, um, you know, are there, are there questions that you're trying to ask yourself as you're kind of, I feel like this, this is something that's often talked about, right? This is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to maybe get to some specifics. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people talk about, you know, your ideal client, your avatar, who it is that you're serving. And I think for a lot of people, it does come down to just like, I don't know, it's, it's this, it's someone who needs their pictures taken, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I like what you said, it's someone who you think you can provide value to. Mm-hmm. And so like, how do you judge if you can provide value to someone or not? Like, what are some things that you're kind of testing that against? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, that's a really good question. Um, well, I think that that boils down to kind of, you know, people talk about this too, right? Like why you do what you do. Like I'm a portrait photographer. Why do I shoot portraits? Especially when lifestyle is so on trend and all these other things are so on trend. And I shoot portraits because I, I love classic and I love time, you know, timeless. Like I want people to look back at their images 20 years from now and it can look just as fresh and just as modern as the day we took it. You know, that's kind of my thing. And so providing value for my client. Like when I think about that, that's all tied in to my why, you know, the person who's going to come to me, they also want that they want, they want, you know, maybe they want a gorgeous portrait of their baby or a gorgeous portrait of them with their mom or whatever that, that is going to become that heirloom piece. That's going to be something that is part of their family story. You know, that's one of those pictures that you see that people hang on the walls and pass down, you know, like that's, that's my goal. And I guess that's how like kind of the through line of this all. It's like, okay, why I do it? What do I do? Why do I do it? Who are my people? And then what am I providing for them that ties all that together? It's kind of esoteric, right? Like it's, it's kind of hard to like nail down, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I do. So then, so then at the end, the, the, the next step is just like the last really is just like, then how do you end up communicating all of this? Like, how do you communicate once you've identified who your people are, the problem that you're going to solve for them and, and how they're, you know, you're unique to do it. Like, how do you end up communicating that to them? Yeah, well, that's the marketing piece. And, um, so that's when you look at everything you do, every image that you share on Instagram everything you write about on your blog, every photo on your website, every piece of marketing that you're putting out in the world, you ask yourself, is this being true to what I do? Is this showing what I do, what I'm passionate about, my why? And is it speaking to my people? And that is kind of, you know, the star to sailor by, right? Like you keep, that's what you keep in your you know, in your mind with everything that you do. And so then what that looks like in real time is, you know, let's look at blogging, for example, I feel like blogging is such an important and powerful piece of marketing that we can all be doing that's often misused, right? Because what what happens is a lot of people use their blog as an extension of their portfolio. So they get pictures back, they throw up a bunch of pictures, and they say something like, look how adorable the Smith family is, you know, or whatever. Well, that's not serving anybody. Who is that serving? Nobody. Instead, you could take those pictures and put them up and speak to your ideal client and say, hey, let's talk about, 
you know, what you need to know to get the most out of your session. I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. Let's talk about what you need to do to prepare for your session. You know, and so you start using your marketing as a way to, you know, serve your people, answer questions, solve problems, um, educate. And that's, that's how you start doing that. And, you know, that, that's, you know, what's called content marketing. It's really powerful. Um, and you do that in all the ways. So you're doing that on your blog. You're doing that on your Instagram. You know, you're not just throwing up a picture of, you know, a baby and being all like hashtag swoon or, you know, whatever. <laughs> like you're taking some time to use every, everything you do to serve your client. So does this show what I do? Does it show why I do it? And am I communicating something of value to my people? So the biggest thing that I'm hearing from you is that like when, when we're talking about marketing, we're talking about knowing how to communicate to people. It's not just like, here's your marketing effort for quarter one of, right. of you know, 2019. I'm going to go to, you know, two bridal shows. I'm going to do uh, $200 of Facebook ads, uh, do some engagement giveaways and uh, try to do some blog posts for my favorite venues. I like that what you're talking about is Anything that you are putting into existence <laughs> is your marketing. It's like yes. your words, your images, whatever's going on Facebook, Instagram, your website, that is your marketing. Yeah. And so to carry that with more gravity? Um, yeah. I think, I think people, um, I think when you get that concept, when you really realize that every single piece of content that you're putting out in the world is marketing, then yeah, you, you do, you do take it a little more seriously, you know? And yes, should you be planning the wedding shows and scheduling out your budget for Facebook ads and stuff? Absolutely. But if you can do those things together, then it's really powerful and really effective. In 2018. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. You, you go, you go. I was, I was going to switch gears slightly. Oh, okay. Well then I'm going to say one more thing. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, and to, to, to piggyback what you're saying, and where we are now in 2018, people going into 2019, people, your clients, they don't want to feel like they're being sold to. And that's old school marketing. That's the old school marketing approach. People want to do business with people that they know, that they like, that they trust. You know, all those, those things are really important. And so when you are weaving this, you know, marketing story into everything, when you're really being honest about what you do and you're speaking to who your people are, then it doesn't come off like I'm just trying to sell to you. It comes off like I'm I'm sharing with you what I do. I'm sharing with you my passion. And I am doing that because I know that what I do can help you or solve a problem for you in this way. And and it changes the tone of your marketing. Yeah. That's I all like I have that. to say. Okay. <laughs> So Let's I want to get to specifics here. I want now, now, I'm, now I'm anxious. Now I want to know. So like, how are you getting clients? This is exciting for me to ask this question because, you know, I'm in the wedding world. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've been, I've been considering, I've been weighing out this whole studio portraiture thing. I've been oh, thinking really? about So maybe I'm asking this question selfishly. <laughs> You know, trying to get some some free consulting here. I don't know. So, how are you currently? <laughs> how are you it. getting? Yeah, let's do it. So, like uh, in Seattle, mm-hmm. doing your studio portraiture work. How are you getting clients in the door? Like at this yeah. point, 
Yeah. Well, and I, you know, Seattle is a uh, very competitive market, as I'm sure a lot of places are, you know, the whole idea, like everybody's a photographer that happens here too. There's like, I think a million other, you know, newborn photographers in Seattle. So I think that that's a really fair question. So how do I get my people? I run a really uh, high volume studio. I work with between 250 to 300 families a year. So it's a lot. Um, Yeah. And I do, um, you know, honestly, at this point, it's probably like 50, 50 of, I get a lot of referrals because I really love my people, and I think that's an important part of marketing. Um, when you love what you do and you love your people, people feel that, and then they are excited to share about you. But like I said, I'm also really, really focused on the business part of it. I pay very close attention to my SEO, to how I'm ranking, you know, so, so that I'm yeah. right. So I'm always coming up first page on those searches and a lot of people find me that way and um it's interesting i'm sitting here with a pile of contracts in front of me and i ask everybody on every contract how they find me and it is a mix of you know uh, referral and google pretty much 50 50 um you know seo is extremely powerful and um when you use it right so yeah, I've got about a 50-50 mix of referrals and the Google. Yep. And as far as, as soon as you said that, I started, I was like, I'm over here. I've got my laptop pulled off. I, I started You're looking through mine. I'm like, yep, <laughs> same here. It's, it's that 50-50 of, of those direct referrals from vendors or from past couples, mm-hmm. uh, families, or, um, or, just, or just the Google. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what so, I think is fun about business and marketing too is when you really learn it and really understand it and start doing these things, it doesn't matter if you're a portrait photographer or newborn photographer or wedding photographer, you know, or whatever it is that you do, that basically the, the same rules apply. You know what you do, you know who your people are, communicate what you do to your people. And then, yeah, and, and that's why you get the referrals and the Google, right? Because you're doing all those things. That's awesome. So um, I, I want to switch gears here and just chat briefly as we, as we kind of pull this together. Uh, you know, now I'm just kind of curious more about your involvement with film. And and I, I bet there's a lot of photographers who kind of perked up when we mentioned that that's what you're doing, that you're shooting everything on film. And I, this is just out of curiosity now. Maybe we're kind of like going into this the second section uh, of our conversation. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's such an interesting thing. I had done some film work um, when I was studying and then uh, I have shot medium format for a little while. I, I did end up selling it off because uh, it just sat. It was a very expensive uh, paperweight for a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just, I'd love to hear some more perspective on, on your experience with film. If you have any advice for someone who is considering or interested in making that switch, uh, you know, what do you say to that person who's who's really curious that, you know, they hear about film, they see it. There's something very tactile about the process that they're excited about. Do you have any advice for for that person who's considering? Yeah, I mean, do it. I could talk about film literally all day. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Um, it's so fun. It's so fun. You know, I'm going on 20 years of doing this and I still have so much fun at my job, you know, and I think a big part of that is shooting the film. What's great about film is that it really 
I don't know, like it, it plays to my artistic side a little bit more. You know, there's no universal standard, first of all, for film stocks. There's no like universal standard for color film even, you know? So what that means is that each and every stock has a little bit something different to offer. They have a different way that they're going to read reds or a different way they're going to read greens or a different way they react to light or a different grain texture or all of that. And so you can take that, you learn that, this whole, you get to know your film stocks. And then you can make choices about what you shoot with based on your artistic vision. Um, you know, much the same way I would imagine like a painter would choose to do paint with like a watercolor or oil, right? They're both paints, but they're going to be really different in, in, in what they look like in the final image. And so film is really, really fun that way. Cause I know, like I, I, um, was part, I was really honored to be part of, uh, Kodak Alaris's, um, beta test team for a new film stock that they released over the summer, Ektachrome. Um, and it's just like, it's so wildly different than the other stocks that I normally shoot. And it was so much fun to like get to know these films. I feel like they, they, each stock has its own little personality. So um, what I always tell people is when you go into film, just just be ready to experience this kind of a different level of joy <laughs> that you're not used to. The other really fun thing about it is that you don't see it, right? So you're shooting and you kind of have an idea of what you're doing. Um and then you send it off to the lab. And what the labs then do is that they process your negatives and they scan them. So I get a digital image back, you know, a scanned image of a negative. And it takes about a week and a half to two weeks to get my images in. And every time those scans come in, you know, I get the email that your work order is ready and I get to open them up and see what I shot. It's like Christmas morning. It's so fun, yes. you know, to see like, oh, that looks amazing or look at that or you know so I mean I love that part of it and then the camp the cameras are really fun too um there's I shoot with a a 1950s Roloflex which is one of those kind of box cameras that has the two lenses you know and you look down into it from the top um it's fun you know, like I, I get excited when people, when a family comes in and I'm like, today I'm going to shoot you on the Roloflex. And, and, you know, <laughs> and I get like, we talk about like way to get a toddler's attention. Like you bust out something they've never seen before. And suddenly they're like, I mean, even the like two-year-olds are like, what the heck is that? You know, <laughs> it's really fun. So, I mean, what do you want to know? I could talk about film all day. No, this is so fun. It's just, I think maybe that's a set. Maybe I just, I wanted people to hear your excitement about it. Uh, and even if, maybe even just to whet someone's appetite, maybe they weren't even considering film, but now maybe they heard you. Yeah. And maybe, maybe now they'll go look at your work and, and they'll kind of get a little bit of that itch. Um, I think that's what I wanted, you know, cause I felt that, I felt that when I shot, um, I was on the, uh, contacts and it was, it was so fun. Camera. I know. Uh, it was, oh man. And I was on the Fuji 400H and I did some portrait. Yes. You're right. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it, it, it like, well, here, here's the other thing too. I ended up, it was shortly after that, that I went to Fuji. I used to be on Canon and it's for all the same reasons. I felt like the Fuji X series has actually, it brings that tactile enjoyment back to photography that I almost feel like has been removed with a lot of the, the SLRs that Mm -hmm. like, there's something really fun about shooting on a system that feels Oh man, I don't know how to describe it. There's so no, I totally know something. what you're saying. Yeah, like it's like, yeah, no, I totally. Yes, it get feels it. like a piece of of mechanics rather than a a piece of of gear tech. Yes, yes. Jeez, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, anyhow, 
That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah it's so, so fun. fun. Sandra, where can people find you online? Where, where can they see you working at exp, uh, inspired by you? And then also, I want to make sure that people get a, get aware of the Lady Boss workshops as well, mm-hmm. where people can can find resources there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have all the ways for people to find me. So um, if people are really curious, they're like, okay, well, what does studio photography shot on film look like? (laughs) They can go to my Instagram, which is just Sandra Cohn, C-O-A-N. It's a weird spelling. So Sandra Cohn or SandraCohn.com. If people are interested in finding out a little bit more about, you know, learning, you know, learning about film or learning about lighting or learning a little bit more about business. I do have a site just for that. So sandraconeducation.com. And I talk all about those things and um, have lots of resources there. And yeah, and then be sure to go to Lady Boss workshops, even if you're a dude, we like our mantographers too, even though it says Lady Boss. (laughs) Um, But we have actually some amazing, um, uh, you know, free resources there. And, um, one, you know, I was talking earlier about blogging and the importance of, of, of blogging and content marketing. And we have a great, uh, resource there that's free that I actually came up with 52 topics that people could use to, to create really good, um, content heavy blog posts. So that's like a blog post topic a year, you know, a week for a year. So it's a really good one. I'm going to go there. Yeah. You should totally get it. It's really good. And then we also have a couple of classes. So we have, um, a class that I teach on SEO and blogging that you can find on our lady boss workshops, um, website. And then Elena teaches a class on content marketing with social media. And then we also have a bundle where you can get both classes. So definitely check them out because they're they're really good if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Well, look, Sandra, I know that uh, you know you and I met at Creative Live, and actually, that's where I met Elena as well. And so, I've I've seen you teach, I've seen you at work, um, and I know that you care so much, and you know what you're doing. You've taken what you've learned, and you've 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 added to it, and and continue to uh, to empower others with it. And so, um, I'm excited for other people to check that out and to learn from you, Sandra. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh my gosh, Ben! Thank you so much. What a what a pleasure. Um, I really enjoy talking to you always. Yes. Awesome. And look, if I ever make that transition back to film again, I'm going to give you a call. Okay. I'll hook you up, mister. (laughs) Awesome. Podcast listeners. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I hope that you got inspired. I hope that this helped you identify, look, you have to know, uh, you have to to know what to do. You've got to know who your people are and you got to know how to communicate to those people. I hope maybe this gave you a little bit of an itch for film. If it hasn't, you need to go check out Sandra's work because I promise you it will. It has such a dreamy quality to it. Um, and then lastly, you guys, make sure that you enter to win this XT3. Head to Six Figure Photography, S-I-X, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash giveaway. Because uh, one of you is going to get it, and the person who wins, look, I want you to hit hit me up on like Instagram or so. Whoever wins, let me know. I'd love to walk you through my settings, how I use it, what I'm excited about. So make sure you enter to win sixfigurephotography.com forward slash giveaway. We're going to see you on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. It's time for some day quill. I'm getting some day quill going on, you guys. Thanks everyone. Bye. 